Hopefully you can hear me. I hope, I hope. I can hear you loud and clear. Great, great. I am nice and noisy anyway. <laughs> Just in my DNA, as you know. Extra loud and clear. Being partly American. Actually, I'm fully American, but I'm also British. Look at that. Crazy, man. <laughs> it must be the best of both worlds. <laughs> I can speak two different sets of English. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, and it is 12.30. Yay! We need a little theme song. Right, welcome to Throne of Games, everybody. Glad everybody is here and listening. And for those of you who are listening on the podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. So, right, uh, today we have our, um, I am, sorry, I, I'm, I'm, man, I'm really going off script today. I just want to jump straight to the games. We barely started. Anyway, I've I've only been doing it for six weeks now. Right, so I am Matthew Nagy. I am the lead designer and chief economist on Time Raiders. And with me is my special guest host, John Reed, who is the Time Lord of Time Raiders. Thank you very much. Uh, Good day. (laughs) Hello, John. Hiya. (laughs) Um, You can find us on Discord or Telegram at Time Raiders. Uh, You know, Discord GG Time Raiders or telegram tt time raiders and you can find us youtube and twitter at play time raiders capital p capital t capital r all right you can also listen to us live on twitter space right now every tuesday at 12 30 uk time or you can subscribe to the podcast the throne of games podcast on spotify apple google stitcher amazon and breezer Yes, Breezer. That's right. (laughs) Everybody likes Breezer. So, uh, this week... Bacardi Breezer. (laughs) A Bacardi Breezer. Nice. Next week, let's do Sneezer, shall we? As the pollen has been so high. Okay. (laughs) This week's special guest, I'm very happy to introduce you to Michal Stasiak from So Digital in Poland, in Krakow. And he is the um, lead... Uh, he well, he's the head of So Digital, and the project is called Battle Rise Kingdom of Champions, Champions, Champions. And uh, there you go. Uh, Michal, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, yeah, I think that you have said everything needed, but we are doing Battle Rise uh, since few years. I hope this year. It will be launched uh, globally, and uh, we hope it will be a huge success for, for us. The most ambitious project till now. Um, yeah, we, I, I think that we will talk a little more about the project itself. Yeah. Later. Yeah, definitely. And um, I, I'm, happy, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Yay! We're very happy to have you. And I'm particularly happy because I'm wearing two hats. I have my Time Raiders hat, but actually, um, I, uh, Pearl and I are also the head of Triumph Games, who 
are the um, are the um, funding party behind Battle Rise Kingdom of Champions. So very, very excited to have both hats on today. Right. Thanks, but before we get to that, um, we want to look to the news because everybody knows that it is that time of year for E3. Yet there is no E3. Thanks to perhaps COVID lockdown, everybody said, why do I have to fly all the way there when I can just do an online thing instead? Well, there you go. There's been loads of showcases um, last week, this week. They just keep carrying on, and it's wonderful. Um, Our faves that we've been watching, we saw the Future Game Show. Which was uh, which was Thursday, the eighth of June. Loads of games, lots of indie developers. Really cool highlights for us were Lords of the Fallen, and we liked the Steam World build, and we very much liked the Unreal Five demo reel. Very very sexy. Yeah, that looked very awesome. Very oh, quick, yes. over and done with very quickly. But there's some really nice touches there. Yeah, yeah. So go check it out. We've got and that, then the other two showcases. Um, one was Sunday, the 11th of June, which was a Microsoft Xbox Game Showcase 2023. And on the 12th of June, yesterday, we had the Ubisoft Showcase, which was equally cool. My goodness, there was so much stuff. Uh, you know, they, they had massive Xbox, Flight Simulator, a Dune crossover, City Skylines, Forza Motorsport, loads of download stuff, Hellblade 2. Clockwork Revolution. That's a, like it looks a bit like Bioshock. Ubisoft's Star Wars game. That's great. We get to get it both in Ubisoft and on the Xbox One. And we really like the look of this game called South of Midnight. It looked amazing. But some of our favorites, guys: Sea of Thieves, Monkey Island crossover download content. Wow, mm-hmm. that is so cool. Super cool. And Playground Games Fable reboot which looked amazing the trailer is hilarious if you haven't seen it go check out the fable trailer it's absolutely brilliant it's very british humor yeah very much so with uh, richard iowadi on it it's such such a great caveat totally worth watching he's so he's so funny did did you guys play the original fable uh, I I saw people playing it. I didn't actually at the time. I didn't have an Xbox, so uh, I uh, I was sort of left out. But I did get to see a lot of elements of it. Looked really, really good. That's good. Cool. What fun. about you, Mihal? Did you get to play the original Fable? No, no. But uh, many people in my team they have played, and of course they talked very yeah. nice things about the Fable type yeah. titles. Yeah. Huge inspirational game. Absolutely, absolutely adored it when it came out. It was really, really cool. So, oh, but we've also got to mention Bethesda's Starfield Showcase. Oh my goodness, this game looks massive. It's yeah, like, it, 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 what do you? I mean, what do you reckon? Two hundred hours of gameplay? Oh, as many as you want. By the sounds of it, it sounds like you can go off and do whatever you like, and never even finish the actual story itself, and just yeah, live in it. As a massive MMO, well, even though it's not multiplayer, but it's kind of got that massive open world feel. Oh uh, my goodness! Like like a massive MMO, but for just for you, wow. 
I'm going to regret saying that. Oh my goodness. No, no, I think that is absolutely, that's, but that's hilarious. But I mean, I guess, you know, Breath of the Wild 2 is out, which is my current favorite game at the moment. I am, I I am just easing my way through it. So, you know, it's nice to see on the Xbox that they've got this massive explorable game. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it looks so much like um, No Man's Sky, but with that Bethesda twist of Skyrim Fallout, it just looks so big. The only thing for me that I think is a, a little bit of a letdown, but it won't be a letdown for everybody, is that it's going to be single player. Yeah, It'd be nice yeah. to be able to interact with others in, in such a large scale game like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, yeah. No Man's Sky, yeah, okay, it, it didn't have the best release, but eventually it caught up with, with itself and its own hype with all the multiplayer and everything. So, I mean, that's that already exists. So I suppose they didn't need to fill that void, as it were, although yeah. they have made a void for themselves. It's huge. Yeah, 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 cool. And it right. looks, looks amazing. So, okay, so now we had the Ubisoft Star Wars game, so that's a nice segue and the Outlaws teaser into the Ubisoft Showcase. And we got Assassin's Creed, the VR, the Nexus Assassin's Creed. That looks really <laughs> cool. Skull and, Skull and Bones. The Avatar game. Ah! Outrageous. Outrageous. It looks stunning. Yeah. Uh, like that, it's got that Far Cry kind of meets, or Far Cry meets uh, Horizon Zero Dawn kind of feel. It looks lovely. Oh and if you goodness. like Avatar, you'll, I'm sure you'll love this. And then the Star Wars Outlaws game, which is like GTA meets No Man's Sky. Absolutely brilliant. But of course, we are very big fans of Assassin's Creed Mirage. Full gameplay trailer and the demo. Interestingly, they did not mention NFTs to uh, the WebQ really gamers. I know. I, that's something that will come with time. I'm sure it'll be. it'll sneak out. Or they'll make a big thing of it just before launch. Um, now, I think this is not going to be launched until October time anyway, so there's plenty of time for them to, to build that. They, they do have time to build it up and kind of try yeah. to reintroduce it. I think we'll save the Capcom showcase for next week because that, that uh, NFT uh, segue puts us perfectly into our topic of the week, which is in-game collectibles and the future of in-game collectibles. You know, uh, it's something Time Raiders is planning. And our guest today, Battle Rise, Michal from Battle Rise. You guys, you are an RPG collectible game. So let's talk about the game a little bit. You know, uh, what's the concept behind Battle Rise? I know I could do the talk, but you are our guest. So let's, <laughs> let's have you do it. You know, give us the concept of the game. What do you think the most important elements of the game? And what kind of features can our can our gamers expect? Uh, okay, thank you. Uh, of course, Battle Rise concept is very simple. It was originally it uh, it was planned as a kind of copycat of uh, Galaxy of Heroes. Uh, it should be simple project uh, done very quickly, uh, but in fantasy style yeah uh, but during the development uh, the project evolved and uh, we have decided that you know so, so many things are done wrong in uh, galaxy of heroes in our opinion of, of course we have played a lot <laughs> yeah and um and we we also read you know what people are 
writing about this, what they are talking about this, how what they are complaining about. And uh, we have decided that our approach will, will be different. So keeping the collect, collect you know, the, as a main uh, goal, collecting the um, heroes, in, in our case, called champions, uh, we have introduced uh, quite different modes, uh, much more replayable, much more uh, randomized, so they are fun, uh, even if you are playing, you know, 100 times. We have also, you know, took uh, the, the best solutions from other collectible games we, we play, like Hearthstone or Clash Royale. Yeah. And, uh, and this is uh, where we are now, yes. The, the, the game is much more rich uh, of stories, and uh, the characters are, are, of course, it is hard to com- compare the characters to Star Wars characters because you know, uh, the stories behind Star Wars characters, they are, they are introduced somewhere else than the game, yes? The, the Disney do, do this, that does this in, in, in cinema. So, but but in other games, uh, we write like right, Shadow Legends. Uh, we have we, we think that most of their characters are flat. Uh, so we we think that we will make uh, characters uh, as important as in League of Legends. Yeah. So we will also we have also introduced totally different approach to items. Uh, they are more like Diablo. So, of course, I'm talking, I'm comparing elements of our game to other games to, to just, you know, make clear what kind of mechanics you can expect. But yeah. to get it, it all together makes, uh, I think it makes perfect combination for a collectible game in our case. Uh, yeah. So, uh, rich champion, uh, interesting items, uh, interesting modes, replayable modes like uh, roguelike mode, for example, when you enter the dungeon and it's every time it's different. Mm, I, I really think that we have made something very unique, and many players confirm that. Yes, that, that this is we we have players who are playing games like Summoners War, Right Shadow Legends, uh, Galaxy of Heroes, and they are uh, confirming that our approach is original and very interesting. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, you know, when I, whenever I describe the game, I describe it as um, um, uh, Galaxy of Heroes with, uh, you know, with Lord of the Rings type characters. That really, you know, that, that gets the idea across. But it is definitely Diablo-like as well, especially with the in-game collectibles. Um, you know, uh, one, one, of the, one of the reasons why um, Triumph Games had decided to back the project originally was because um, um, my son, who's a League of Legends player, when he picked it up, he actually didn't put it down for like a good two weeks in the demo version. I was like, okay, this game's definitely, it's got something. That's for sure. So, um, yeah, so let's talk about, uh, I love the fact that your game is on Android, iOS, PC, and Mac at the moment, but it, you're not device dependent. You're the player. You're you're kind of you can 
your sir, you're the uh, you, you've got your name on the server. Yes, yes. This is this is definitely cross-platform game. We store every data on our servers, so you can play on any platform. And we plan to release the game also on consoles. So we, you know, including Nintendo, etc. So this is a nice thing that you can play in, uh, on your PC and you know in the evening and the next day on the, in the morning in the bus you can continue gameplay even if this gameplay is just you know uh, changing your build for your champion with with different items uh, that kind of things is uh, yeah it, it is it is still uh, very fun um, to, to, to interact with the game yeah in different ways yeah let's talk about let's get into the collectibles because this is our this is a you know a, a major thing for time raiders is that um you know we have uh, a limited inventory and we have loads of collectibles and as you play the game you find better and better and better collectibles or you build up your collectibles with um, with the materials that you find in the game. So you improve your collectibles. So it, for Time Raiders, all the collectibles are NFTs. And we've even built an in-game marketplace so that players can buy and sell the NFT collectibles to each other. You know, we're really, despite it being a Web 2 game and look and feel, we're really embracing the Web 3 element in this way. And... You know, Battle Rise, I, I believe that you, uh, you know, you guys, we <laughs> are doing similar. Yes, you, you know, how how it works in uh, Time Raiders is great. Yes, we are just, we were just afraid that um, on mobiles it would be a bit harder to connect your wallet and this kind of technical things. That's why we have decided to implement traditional you know server-based interaction with items or managing items but uh, our plans are uh, to, to introduce special sets of special collections of items which will be only on uh, web3 on blockchain and uh, and you will be able to trade them of course and import them to the game export them from the game so uh it it will work like you know totally independent thing yes you will be able to take out the the item from the game and do what whatever you want you can trade you can um put in your collection because uh what is interesting uh, comparing to other nfts on the on the market uh, you know similar to to time riders our items not, are not only visuals. Yes, you you can enjoy. Uh, they are uh, they are also utilities. Yes, you can just use them in in your game. Yeah. Uh, and uh, when we see how people enjoy really rare items, legendary items they can find in dungeons, we think that. It would be something uh, with huge value for, for players yes, to, to, to take this out of the game, have it in blockchain, and it's your own. Of course, it's still digital assets, so 
it, it is not physical asset. So, so there is no other way to to own this item than on in, in digital uh, form. Yes, but blockchain it's amazing technology which makes um, possible to have this you know forever. Yes, and have also a kind of certificate that you are the owner. Yes, you are. That's, That's right. the, the person who is uh, yeah. owning the thing right now. Yeah, yeah, totally. Time Raiders adopted the same thing. I mean, now this is a, a, a one commonality between Time Raiders and Battle Rise. You know, we're both Web two games in many. You know, uh, to to the main extent. You know, the game it's a Web two game. You don't have to um, um, do uh, interact with the blockchain if you don't want to. You can play the game and enjoy the game. And yeah. and and this is great because we're not putting Web2 players' noses out of joint. You know, there was a load of hoo-ha. We keep talking about Ubisoft. You know, they were, they attempt, I think they had just attempted it a little, they wanted to be first to market. And I think they just kind of um, attempted a little too soon. I, maybe, maybe they didn't think their plan through well enough. And maybe they, yeah, didn't, they didn't do quite, the PR. They didn't quite jump the shark. On that yeah, one. yeah, they didn't. But, I, 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 I think they can handle it better with PR and advertising. And, and yeah. a lot of kind of promotional stuff, but but uh, as, I, as I remember, the CEO said something like this: that just players are not ready for for NFTs. But you know, I think that they are haters uh, on you know in among uh, hardcore players who are um, complaining about the NFTs because they think that this is a scam. They they think about this as a scam, yes, because they are thinking about those JPEGs, yes, only. Uh, which have value or doesn't have value. It, it depends, you know, do, do you like collecting JPEGs? Um, it is not for everyone, but for games, I think that this is perfect solution because there is no other way to have, uh, you know, digital certificate that you are the owner of something which is digital, yes. You know, even if you buy a painting or something, physical painting, yes, uh, what is... Uh, how how do you can how, how can you be sure that this is the original one yes uh it would be perfect to have a digital certificate and you can browse the the, the you know the transactions uh, how it became yours yes so so yeah. for, for uh, digital assets it is, it is even better because you know it is hard to imagine that you can have digital asset and paper certificate that you know you are the owner yes um yeah yeah it's quite interesting you say that because um a friend of mine is a is an avid uh, autograph collector and he's he's got hundreds of autographs um you know class uh, classic actors uh you know all the way from christopher lee and a whole load of the hammer house actors etc etc but of course how can you prove that they're real somebody could have just copied or created. Well, what you often get with an autograph, if you're buying through a trader, there'll be a, a certificate of authentication that will come with the autograph. Well, of course, with other things, you can't always guarantee that it's real or true or, you know, so to have some kind of certificate of authentication, being the smart contract or whatever, that's held on the blockchain, it means you know that that is an original. So if you've bought it outside the game, especially, and you're trying to bring it in, how do you know that it's proper? Well, because it's been part of the blockchain and it's definitely part of the game, you've 
you obviously have to do a little bit of due diligence to make sure that somebody's not hasn't created a um, a dummy of some kind. But if it's on the same uh, smart contract, and you can check these things quite easily, you know that it's real. As you yeah. say, it's certified, it's authorized, it's real, especially if, if it's definitely come from the game and from yeah. the, the game designers. Yeah, and I think that's a big deal because you know, grow. You know, I've got three sons, and growing up, you know, they were playing this game. They were playing CS:GO and this and the other thing. And and you know, one of my sons said, you know, oh, I got this knife. There's only five of them, and it's like worth hundreds of dollars, Dad. And and somebody wants to buy it from me. I'm like, oh, okay, you got to. How do you do? No, no. At first, I said, oh, it's worth hundreds of dollars. How do you how do you cash out? He said, oh, you don't. <laughs> You can only sell it in the it, to somebody else for in-game currency, and I'm like, well, that that's not cashing out, you know. Anyway, later he learned about he, he you know he read up on how to sell it, and you know the first one that he had, he attempted to sell. My, bless him, he was only like nine or ten years old, and you know he went on one of these sites that you're not supposed to go on if you're the gamer. You could get banned for going on these black market sites. He went on one. And somebody said, okay, uh, oh, you know, I can't trust you. I'll, uh, you know, send me the item and then I'll send you the money. And that was the last we saw of that knife, you know? And it's, I love, I really think Web2 gamers, come on, Web2 gamers, you've got to embrace this technology. This is, this is the means of taking that one only, one of a kind, or one of only five, or one of only ten, or or maybe it's something that you got in the very first season and they don't make it anymore, and somebody wants it and they want to give you five hundred bucks for it. You've got a safe way through the smart contract of doing an exchange. What just lost me? Am I am I back? Am I yeah, back? Yeah. How long did I go for? You're back. There you're was back. a call coming. Oh. In. We're just saying Web Two Gamers. I'd love you to embrace this. You know, um, in Time Raiders, all the items, the collectibles. You know, they're just in the game. It's when you want to do something with them safely that you mint it into the blockchain, and this is the plan. Also for Battle Rise. Battle Rise, guys, it's a free-to-play game. It's available on mobile and PC and Mac, Android and iOS, uh, Android and Apple, you know. And um, you play the game. You find the cool stuff, right? And it's just in the game. You don't have to do anything with it. Just enjoy the game. But if you want to do something with it, this is something Battle Rise is planning for the future that they're currently, there's some test beds already done. You know, in the future, you're going to be able to take your item, put it in, mint it into the blockchain, and then we're going to have an in, we're going to have our own marketplace at, at Battle Rise, just like Time Raiders does, and people can interact with each other. It's a safe way you get to certificate something, or you know, make it, give it um, authorization on the blockchain, and through a smart contract, you have a safe way of transferring it, which I just think is so, so important in this day and age. You know, I, I, I remember the times when uh, people were saying the same things about free-to-play um, model. 
what they are saying now about the NFTs. Yes, this is this is not you know uh, not for games. Yes, where, where are where are traditional games? What are you doing and so on? I remember how people were the press was uh, writing that people are leaving. Uh, I cannot remember what Battlefield Heroes. It, it was the game, yes, which transformed. Uh, immediately into free to play game and uh, you were able to buy uh, people uh, things like uh, weapons guns etc yes, so uh, and people were complaining that you know they are leaving they are boy boycotting the game nothing like this happened now we see that after 10 years uh, or even or 15 years most of the games are free to play. I mean, of course, we are talking about uh, mobiles, but so if you you know if you think about the, all the games, mobile and hardcore, we know that there are more mobile games. Uh, so so you can say that uh, most of the games are free to play. Yes. So th this model is you know uh, the most popular model right now, and. Uh, and I think that in 10 years, we will have the same transformation for with NFTs, yes? People will just use to, you know, have their assets on, on blockchain and trade them, etc. Yeah, agreed. What is funny is that people are doing this anyway, yes? They are trading on eBay and other platforms. They are, they are selling accounts, they are selling uh, resources, so they are doing this anyway. Yes, so I think that this is something with with what people are just looking for. That's right. I mean, this 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 kind of concept's been around for a long, long time. I mean, I keep referring to World of Warcraft as a as a good example of where people have tried to trade. Now, firstly, you've had a trade system in game, which has been massively successful. You've also got people who have been trying to trade outside the game, whether it's a case of they'll build up their characters to level 70 or well, back in the day it was level 70 um, and uh, and sell it, that character with loads of loads of um, loads of weapons and, and really cool armor on. Yeah, to sell the whole account for, for a thousand or a couple of thousand pounds. And, you know, I, I knew somebody who their next door neighbor who was a single dad was doing that that was his job you know he was making enough money every month out of playing world of warcraft and selling the accounts to to live off i mean I, it's a tricky one because obviously world of warcraft though it was really really popular for such a long time i'm not sure how long that was successful for for, for him but of course you also had people doing things on the black market or selling gold and things like that granted they would get caught every time but in theory um but yes i just going back to your point i mean ultimately the game must if the game comes first and just like uh, all the other uh you know, previous guests we've had on that uh, were discussing crypto uh crypto games or web 2 and web 3 games the, the most important thing is and this is the thing that will always come through is the quality of the game if the, if the game's a good fun game to play the blockchain element will come you know second but it will come, and it will come over time. It's just we've got to get to somewhere where the players are coming in because they want to play the games. And, yes, you'll also have people who are investing because they want to invest in crypto. So you're going to get these two different uh, market shares coming together, as it were, two markets coming together, different types of uh, individuals. Yeah. yeah. And, 
yeah, go ahead, finish. Sorry. All I was going to say is, you, you've got the digital asset side, you've got the digital assets in the game, and whether you mint them to take them onto the blockchain becomes the player's decision, and whether they trade them online becomes the player's decision. Yeah. So long as they enjoy the game and they get the best out of the game, whether it's free-to-play or Web3 or, or whatever, those elements that are going to come, I mean, it is the future of gaming, it clearly is, as to whether this is how it's going to be or how blockchain, uh, the use of blockchain is going to evolve over the next 10 years and become something even better. But we need to embrace it step by step by step as things evolve. Definitely. I, I love this Web 2, Web 3 crossover. You know, I love, you know, Time Raiders has always pitched itself as a free-to-play to earn game. And, you know, I, I know moving into the future, I know that into the future, I know Battle Rise will be doing something. It is first and foremost a free-to-play game. But through the addition of the blockchain element, it will become a free-to-play well, it's not exactly a free-to-play-to-earn game, but with NFTs um, added to it, there was also talk of, of introducing Battlecoin, its own currency at some point. That is, that's on hold for the moment until Apple and Android decide their, their routes to market and Steam decide the routes to market. But BattleRise does have one thing that is really interesting, which is BattleRise is connected with a new esport platform, a blockchain esport platform called Moxie.io. And Moxie.io have their own coin and their, their platform is all about um, people using the multiplayer element of games to be able to play for MoxieCoin. Really, really interesting concept that they had. Um, they're not the only ones who've had it, but I know that they're, they're one of the one of the few who have their own digital currency. So Battle Rise, there is one aspect of Battle Rise where people are able to esport to play against each other in PvP tournament matches for MoxieCoin. and I think that's really cool. I'm you know I'm really glad that we've got that that aspect of the game. And again, for Web two players who are not interested, they don't have to even touch that. You know, but if they, but it might be a, an introduction for Web two players to their first Web three elements, because they might love Battle Rise so much and get to know the characters and think, oh man, because you know, it it did start as Galaxy Heroes. It's got a huge real time player versus player aspect to it, which I know Time Raiders will be having in the future. So you know that's that's one of the one of the uh, important parts of Battle Rise is that sorry time yeah I, yeah I did say that the right way uh, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Um, and um, so I think once players get used to playing against each other and they suddenly think oh man I'm really good at this I want to play against somebody for you know in 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 uh, a different form of tournament then you know they've got the moxie aspect so again it's a web two game where people could dip their toe in the Web3 space, should they do so, by signing up on moxie.io and be able to use our game for esports. I think that's really cool as well. So anyway, um, mm. I'm aware... It's sort of a baby steps option, isn't it? It's, I like the baby steps option. I mean, are you a jump in the freezing cold lake kind of guy or ocean kind of guy? Or are you a dip your toe and get slowly in? you got to dip your toe in and get, build your confidence up. 
Yeah. You know, like, there are always going to be people that are going to dive straight in, and, and that's great. But, I mean, I, as a, an avid gamer, and have been for many years, um, I, I, you know, I, I like my consoles. I like the free-to-play stuff. And, I'm, you know, I've been embracing more and more the, uh, um, the Web3 side myself. So, you know, talking from, from experience, yes, dipping your toe in makes a lot of sense. And the more confidence you get, the more likely you're going to carry on and pick it up and see the other games that are Web3, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I mean, what do you think of Michal? Same question for you. You know, are you, you know, how are you with the Web2, the Web3? Where are you sitting on the fence with this? As you said, uh, this is, uh, you know, people can choose what they want. Yes. Uh, th this is the idea behind introducing Web3 to. Uh, better rice. Uh, you know, we, we are available on Apple Store, on Google Play, and uh, hopefully in other uh, platforms soon. I mean, PC. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and you can play like any other uh, free to play game. If you decide that you want to take your items and trade them, uh, then you can make, uh, you know, you can connect your wallet. Uh, of course, we are talking about the prototype now. Yes, I hope it will be soon available live. But you will be you you will be able to connect your wallet and trade, take your item out of the game and and do what you want. But yeah. uh, if you don't want, you can just uh, you know play as traditional free-to-play game. And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, again, I think that uh, for collectible games. This is the perfect solution because you are thinking about it is not about speculation. Uh, of course, if you want to speculate with items, do what you want, yes. But, uh, but uh, if you are thinking about items as your collectibles, uh, which are, you know, uh, precious for you because they are uh, unique, and then, then, of course, uh, you you are thinking about them like traditional collectibles, yes? It is yeah. unique, it is yours. Uh, if you want to sell it, you can do this. If not, you can keep it forever and be the, the only player who, um, who owns this item, yes? Uh, especially for games, it is an interesting idea because uh, if we will have something like seasons, for example, and uh, some items will be available only in, in this season and they will disappear in next season. It would be not possible to drop them from, from mods, from NPCs. Then it will become, you know, unique like Black Lotus, yes, from Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Uh, and it could be worth many, you know, dollars. Uh, Especially if you will introduce something what we are thinking about uh, in your future, like crafting, and you will have in every item you will have some unique properties, uh, which will be not available, in, you know, in next seasons. Yes, and if you will need this property in uh, in your crafting, then you will just look for this on the market. Yes, and here here we have interesting. Possibilities, yes. How to, you know, how to get this unique item, which is not available anymore 
in the game. I mean, yeah. to drop this in the game. Yeah. So, so many possibilities which are not available right now. Yes, uh, even in, in Diablo. Yes, uh, I think that people in Blizzard they are thinking about something like this. They even tried to introduce market in Diablo three, but they have made this mistake that you know those items were not unique. Yes, and they were just like if every player drops. Uh, some legendary crown, yes, uh, in the beginning of the game, then it is not unique, yes. Yeah, just, exactly. Um, it is just the part of the gameplay. Um, but uh, but later, if you have, you know, ra- randomized items and uh, the chance that you will have this crown with very unique properties is small, then this is, you know, very interesting model, in my opinion, and... Uh, and people will, you know, will start playing, um, you know, uh, answering your question. If people will start playing free-to-play game and uh, they will play this for, I don't know, six months or even three months, yes, and they will find out that there are so many possibilities not available in other games, they will, I think that they will decide to uh, enter this uh, blockchain space and uh, learn how to connect your wallet, how to create your wallet, uh, yeah. and how, how to trade things on blockchain. And of course, on the websites, uh, both Time Raiders and Battle Rise, I'm sure that, you know, there'll be help, there'll be tutorials, there'll be this, there'll be that, anything to, exactly. to just mm-hmm. ease the burden for those who've just never done it before, you know, getting a wallet can become, it, it's not complicated, but, you know, people you know, you got to do KYC and things like that. Um, I wanted yeah. to also add um, that even though Battlewise was not designed as a play and earn game, it, it does dawn on me that because of the collectability of items and the limited inventory, um, I think it's a, a really great earning playground potential for people who are just straight Web3 people who want to make a living playing games. You know, they can they can get on to games like these and they can just play them and play them and play them and, and, you know, find keep playing until they get the really rare NFTs for the purpose of selling them so that they can, you know, you know, in some places in the Far East, people only need 10 to 20 dollars a day to make a really nice living, you know, so. Anyway, I, you know, I just I just think that's a really interesting point. Anyway, I am aware we're coming to the end. We need to wrap up. Um, can I say, can uh, Michal, can you let people know where they can find Battle Rise? Battle Rise is available now in US and Philippines, so selected countries, not everywhere, but I think that it will change next Monday um, because we, we plan to make some bigger campaign and we will open the game for, uh, for everyone. Uh, so, you know, Great. Follow so, our our social media, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Reddit, uh, Discord, enter our Discord, uh, nice place to, to share your uh, progress in the game and to, to uh, present your uh, unique items uh, which you get from the game. And, uh, and, and uh, yeah, the game will be available on Apple Store and Google Play next week for Great. everyone. So that's battlerise.com. What what's our what's our Discord? Is it Battle Rise Kingdom of Champions? What else? 
where can they, how can they find us? They just look for Battle Rise. And, or if they go to the website, they, will they get some links to the social media? We, yeah, we have a, okay, we have a nice screen where all social media are presented. So I don't know, is it possible to share this uh, on, on, on Twitter? Uh, probably. So uh, we can we can type it in later after the show. Um, so it's battlerise.com is the website, and um, and you can find um, links to all the social media from there. I presume. Otherwise, we will type it into the the Twitter space. Um, yeah, we could put it in the Twitter space. We could also attach it to the to the podcast as well when that goes live. So can I just verify so the the intent is to go live for everybody from monday the 19th is that correct that is the plan at the moment worst case scenario will be by friday the friday the 23rd but monday the 19th is the, is the current target so right guys well thank you guys so much remember to go and, uh, and go you can still join the time raiders beta program through uh the sign up sheet on uh the website or through um our various social media remember discord and telegram it's time raiders youtube and twitter it's play time raiders and you can uh subscribe to the podcast on all the major platforms including breezer thank you so much Michal. thank you so much Michal. thank you thank you for inviting me it was a pleasure thank you Thanks it was really us. good to talk to you and get get your your opinion on on all this as well. And thank you all our listeners. And we we, we Michal, we wish you and um, oddly self serving myself um, <laughs> all the success for the launch of Battle Rise. <laughs> and um, next week, join us. Um, we are talking to. Oh, hang on a second. It has not been hotel. We'll announce. We'll announce when uh, when we've got final absolute confirmation. Yes, when yeah. we have confirmation, we'll put it out on social media. Thank you from John, from me, from Michal. Bye, everybody.